Hey, I'm Sarah. And I'm Damien. And we're the editors of Reductress. And boy, do we have some news for you. We sure do. The Reductress Minute is back. Oh, it's back, baby. And we've got new episodes coming for you on October 6th. But we also have some old episodes for you. Yeah, get a little get a little taste. Remind yourself of what we once had and then come back for round two. I guess you should just start listening now, huh? Yeah, I think that would be sort of the smart thing to do. So we're going to go. We're going to let you do that. You're busy. Uh, get to listening. Welcome to the Reductress Minute, because you only have a minute, but bear with us because this might go like a little long. On this week's episode, you'll hear pieces read by Mara Wilson, Patty Harrison, and Jasmine Pierce. Plus, we prank call Katie Couric and shout out to all the Reductress fans who are literally dead right now. Hi, everyone. This is the Reductress Minute, a brand new podcast where the editors of Reductress take you through the week's most topical stories, messiest sex trends, finest subscription boxes, and finally, chips for us ladies. We know it sounds like a lot, but don't worry. The Reductress Minute is short, sweet, hot, and to the point. In this new podcast, some of our favorite comedians, pundits, kids, and people you saw on TV once will read Reductress articles and give you all the news you need to know in the time it takes to get from the hair salon to the pube salon. Because you're busy women, and we know you don't have a pube dryer at home. Those things are expensive. I'd like to now welcome my co-host for today, editor and co-founder of Reductress, Beth Newell. Hi, Beth. Hey. What's new in the office this week? Oh, you know, I'm just uh, self-medicating all my anxiety with lots of internet purchases. Mm-hmm, so, same. Yeah. Name a retailer and I shop there this week. Uh, Chico's? Mm-hmm. Yes. I'm a Chico's chica. <laughs> I've always thought you were a Chico's chica. I know. You can tell. <laughs> What is going on with you this week? Um, mostly I've just been enjoying the cold weather by ordering soup, thinking about soup, eating soup. Uh, Beth, do you want to tell us what's trending at Reductress this week? I am ready to talk trends. Here's what's trending on Reductress this week. Dermatologists hate her. This woman is really mean to dermatologists. Ladybird fans are begging to see more of the fictional Sacramento universe. This woman figured out how to be poor in a way that's acceptable to her rich friends. And turns out God has another son and he's totally hot. (gasps) Amazing. (laughs) Yes. I mean, his first son was so hot. His first son is really hot, so I can't (laughs) believe he outdid himself. Yeah. And get ready to be inspired because this man is happy to own up to his past no matter how triggering it is for you to relive it. It's so nice to see men finally like coming around and realizing there was something just off, you know, about the traumatic things they did to us. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I love helping them process their emotions around that years after the fact. Yes. Mm, I love men. I love them so much. Also in the art world, MoMA released the long awaited retrospective on Samantha's time on the whole 30. So definitely check that out if you're in New York City. It's so amazing. Have you been? Yes. I loved the room that was just all of her yam recipes piled on top of each other. Oh, I know. Oh, and the room that was like pages and pages of her social media posts about how hard it was. So inspiring. I feel like I left knowing just how much she would not shut the fuck up about that diet. And in local news, incredible. This woman owns 19 identical pairs of black tights and only one decent bra. 
And wow, this bitch donated loose leaf tea to a food pantry. Can you believe this bitch? Bitch, no. (laughs) And now it's time to read our first piece, read aloud by Jasmine Pierce. I'm sorry I was being so crazy while you were treating me like shit. Let me just start this by saying, I am so sorry I have been acting so crazy lately. I don't know what's gotten into me. At first I thought, maybe it was because you have been treating me like shit all the time, but then I thought, no way, it's gotta be me. And I am so, so sorry for ever assuming otherwise. It's probably because I'm just a crazy girl with a crazy hormonal brain that processes information and reacts to it. Like, remember that time when I asked you not to make comments about my body being lumpy, and then you did, and I got super upset? That was so out of line of me to have a feeling, and I should have a thicker skin. I was out of line, and I really hope you're able to forgive me for that. And I should apologize for the time I really went off after I saw you hitting on that girl. You know, the one you were exchanging numbers with when I walked into the bar? No, not that girl. The other girl. You know, the one who looked like me but prettier. How insane was I to be upset by you blatantly disrespecting me in front of my face? Obviously, you weren't doing anything wrong on purpose. Silly me, what a loon. I'm genuinely surprised you haven't locked me up on a funny farm yet the way I fly off the handle. I have to reiterate that I am really sorry. And remember that time I had a feeling about the way the things you did affected me? That must have been so awful for you, and I will try not to put you through it again. Please resume ignoring my concerns because, as we both know, they are ridiculous. But by far, the craziest I get is when I want to be treated with respect. There must be a straitjacket somewhere with my name on it. Wee-oo, wee-oo! That's the sound of the ambulance that's on its way to take me to my special padded room. I am sorry you have to deal with me. So, I guess what I'm trying to do is simply apologize. I hope that next time you treat me like a soggy lump of street trash, you're able to forgive me when I react like that's a bad thing. There is no way you could have known I don't like to be treated that way. How could you know? Sorry, I can be so dramatic sometimes. Oh, and sorry for apologizing so many times. Thanks again to Jasmine Pierce for reading her piece. Jasmine is a writer for The Tonight Show starring Jimmy Fallon, and you can find her on Twitter at Jasmine Comedy. Okay, so this is so crazy and cool, but uh, Reductress was invited to this women's conference where we got to meet incredible leaders like Gloria Steinem and Zendaya. Anyway, long story short, we got Katie Couric's phone number. And like any responsible media company, we decided to do our networking due diligence by pranking her. Are you ready, Beth? I am so excited. I've always looked up to Katie Kirk and (laughs) Mm -hmm. I cannot believe we're going to prank her. Yeah. I've too have always been so inspired by her and I've always thought someday I will prank her. Okay. (laughs) So let's dial. (laughs) She's so iconic. I can't wait to prank her. This is so exciting. Hello? Hi, uh, hi, Katie. Hello. Katie, Kurt, this is Reductress. Hello, I can't hear you. Hi, hi, this is... Psych. <laughs> You've reached Katie Couric's <laughs> voicemail. You just got pranked. No. Gotcha good. <laughs> I'm not in right now, uh, so what? please leave a message and I'll call you back. No. Thanks. Oh my god. Oh my god, Katie Couric just pranked us. <laughs> I am so humbled. <laughs> I know, this is humiliating, but also... 
invigorating. Yes. We tried to prank Katie Couric and that bitch just pranked us right back. She's really up the ante and I think we're going to have to think about what we're going to do to get back at her. Yeah, we know where you live, Katie. (laughs) And by live, we mean your phone number. We have your phone number. In the meantime, while we're mulling that over and plotting our revenge on Katie Couric, here to read a piece is Patty Harrison. This piece was written by April Laval and is titled Fuck Boy Blossoms into Fuck Man. At age 26, fuckboy Johnny Sybil Jr. has finally evolved into a mature fuckman. Johnny became a fuckboy when he sent his first You Up text at age 17. The reputation followed him through his college career, where he was in an unregistered frat, until he finally blossomed into the fuckman he is today. Johnny, who now goes by John, may have traded his muscle tanks for J. Crew button-downs and his Natty Light for $14 glasses of craft whiskey, but he will still ask women for nudes at least twice a week. Much has changed since Johnny graduated from SUNY Geneseo, where he ghosted girls after hooking up with them. Under his new fuckman identity, John will now add them on LinkedIn after ghosting them. In situations where the more juvenile Johnny would send women unsolicited dick pics from his frat house bathroom, John sends his weenie photos from the locker room of an Equinox via an unlimited texting plan. John now understands that it is inappropriate to punctuate his sentences with no homo. Instead, calmly arguing that there are only two genders on Reddit. John may have a history of gaslighting young women, but now makes a point to tell girls that he calls his mom once or twice a month. But just because Johnny's Adriana Lima poster is now rolled up and stored away in the back of his closet doesn't mean he has quashed all the fuck-loving aspects of his personality. Just as he did nearly a decade ago, John still thinks Tosh.0 is the funniest show on television, has a Joe Rogan quote in his Tinder profile, and thinks it's okay to wear Sperry's to a wedding. And he hasn't lost his standards. John maintains a record of being a fucking terrible lay with a below average dick size, and he always will. This former fuckboy may not be any smarter, funnier, or more interesting, but he does have a really good job in finance. Congrats, Johnny! Thanks again, Patty. Patty is a comedian here in NYC, and you can find her on Twitter at party underscore harderson. We'll be right back. We're so excited to finally be bringing this podcast to all of our listeners. And we reached out to some of our famous friends so they could give you their ringing endorsements of our work. Anyway, here's Janine Garofalo. Hi, this is Janine returning. Is it Reductress's call? If that's your name, and this is about the podcast you asked me to do, I just, I feel like, just, does everybody have a podcast? It's like jury duty or something, and it feels like an obligation, and I uh, I don't mean to be rude, but I, I don't even know how you got my number, and I, 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 I just, listen, I know, here, here, I'm going to be in the Scottish Highlands, and there's no cell service in the Scottish Highlands, so uh, I'm going to, actually, I'm moving to the Scottish Highlands, so I won't be available for any, for, for any more podcasts. Okay, thanks, bye. Wow, thanks, Janine. Can't wait to have you on the pod. Okay, so we love making content for you guys, and we love when you comment on our posts or tweet at us, but something we've noticed is that a lot of you, after reading our articles, are, quote, literally dead, and we just feel so fucking bad that we killed you with our words. Like, so bad like it keeps us up at night so we'd like to shout out some of the dead gals in our feeds beth you want to get us started sure um 
Rest in peace to at Nikki Harlow XO, who breathed her last breath on Twitter last November 7th to say she was quote unquote, all caps, dead. We're very sorry. Our condolences to at Vanessa, who responded to our Instagram in September to say, shit, I'm dead. Our apologies. That was not our intention. And to at Stoop Kid with a one in place of the I, mm. who hashtag died last August. We honestly feel terrible. Other fans who have literally died include at Dan, uh, Dan, 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 Dan Dog, at Baby Sarah XOX, and at Brady Geo 66. Uh, but a special shout out goes to at Tawny Miara, who is, quote, dead. Wow. Just wow. Ugh. Amazing last words. Mm-hmm. In the arms of the angel. Wow. R.I.P. friends. Here to read a piece for us is, you guessed it, Mara Wilson. Is he into you? Just a friend? Or trying to get you to join the Democratic Socialists? It's hard to know whether a guy is into you, just a friend, or just trying to get you to join his global cause to end inequality and suffering. Does he send you roses, or just insist you put a rose emoji in all your social media bios? Does he want to stay pals, or make you read Engels? Is he into your skills in the sack, or your praxis? Let's decode his dude talk and find out if he thinks you're hot, a cool hang, or he wants you to join the DSA. 1. It's your birthday next week. What does he say when you ask him to your party? A. How about you and I do something together? B. I'd love to. C. We're not actually a party at all. That's a misconception, though one of our first initiatives is to push the Democrats more to the left. We have karaoke nights, though. 2. You make a joke, but flub the punchline. You're left an awkward, gibbering mess as you try to explain it. How does he react? A. <laughs> it's even funnier this way. B. <laughs> yeah, I get it. C. You want to hear a joke? How about this? Neoliberalism. Okay, yeah, that's actually not funny. And for two reasons. First, because of the structure of the joke, but more importantly, three. You caught the flu bug that was going around at work and are down for the count. What's his comment on your Facebook post about it? A. I'll be right over with soup. B. Aw, that sucks. Feel better soon. C. You're sick and so is our healthcare system. Medicare for all. Here's this great article from Jacobin on the necessity of single payer and what we're doing to make sure people get the coverage they need. 4. Which is he more likely to say while gazing into your eyes? A. You're a truly special person inside and out. You know that? B. Thanks so much for watching my dog while I was away. C. While there is a lower class, I am in it. And while there is a criminal element, I am of it. And while there is a soul in prison, I am not free. That's actually not me. That's Eugene V. Debs. But it's so true, isn't it? 5. You playfully ask him about his thoughts on dialectical materialism and whether or not he believes in permanent revolution. He says, A. Wait, what? I thought you said you wanted to get tacos. B. 
Oh, uh, I think I learned about this in AP government. C. Well, we're not calling for total, immediate revolution, but still rejecting the basis that capitalism is a necessary basis of a free, democratic Western society. And a lot of celebrities are joining. Results. Mostly A's. Hey, he is India, you sexy thing. Try flirting back and see what happens. Mostly B's. Oh, looks like he's just a friend, girl. But don't be disappointed. You need good guy friends in your life. Try to make time to hang both solo and in a group. You're going to have tons of fun. Mostly C's. Hello, comrade. He really wants you to stand in solidarity with the proletariat. Try going to at least one of their meetings. He's not going to stop talking until you do. You have nothing to lose but your chains. Mara is the author of Where Am I Now? True Stories of Girlhood and Accidental Fame. And you can find her on Twitter at Mara Wilson. Well, that's all the news for this week. But here at Reductress, we love celebrating inspiring women. And before we go, we found a woman who dermatologists absolutely hate because she's super mean to dermatologists. We brought Carney Powell into the studio early this week to speak with us. Hi, Carney. Thanks so much for being here. So everyone goes to the dermatologist for one reason or another, but not a lot of people find a way to make every dermatologist hate them. How do you do it? Well, first I started small. When I was a teen and I had really bad cystic acne, my dermatologist, Dr. Guzman, gave me some cream to put on my face and I was like, I bet your wife thinks of other men when you make love to her at night. And that's when he started to cry. Wow, that's really fucked up. Yeah, yeah, it was. Uh, so after that, I had a bit of combination skin and got an allergic rash. So someone recommended me to Dr. Chan. Uh, after I chewed her out a bit, I told her I was just allergic to her shitty personality. That's terrible. Mm, yeah, I know. Uh, so when she told me that wasn't very nice, I was like, wow, your mom never hugged you, did she? And it turns out I was right. So then once I started an anti-aging skin regimen, I made a lot of doctors quit the profession altogether. Wow. And it turns out dermatologists have caught on and now they hate you. So I have to ask, why were you so mean to all your dermatologists? Uh, what? Are you a fucking dermatologist or something? Oh, no, no, no. I'm not a dermatologist. I'm not here to fucking talk to a dermatologist. I actually am a dermatologist. What? I am. Really? Yeah, before I started oh Redactress, I was get actually f- in dermatology. Seriously, get out of here. Wait, I didn't. I mean, relax. Wait. I'm just trying to help. I was just going to say, like, you could exfoliate. I didn't sign up to talk to a dermatologist today. I don't know what the f- you think you'd inviting me here. Tiny, I it's a f- hate. Just calm. <laughs> so, Carney definitely made Beth cry. Yeah, that was really fucked up, and I'm still sort of recovering from it. I really was not expecting that kind of treatment. I know. I I mostly wasn't expecting her to start yelling at us about drowning in a barrel of cunts. Yeah. I mean, I'm still trying to figure out what she meant by that. Anyway, special thanks to Miranda Kronfeld for bringing us that incredible story. And finally, it's time for our weekly moment of silence. Whether you're at the gym or on your way to the gym, bow your head and let's have a quick moan for Justin Timberlake who we recently lost to the woods. Wow, I teared up. My heart just breaks thinking about JT out there in those woods. That's it for today. Thanks for spending a minute with us. 
If you can spare another minute, visit us at Reductress.com for more incredible content, including some pictures of big dogs meeting little dogs since you can't afford therapy, advice on how to stay a manic pixie dream girl even though you just bought a Honda Civic, plus how to explain white fragility to your mom without making her cry. Thank you to our amazing writers and readers, Patty Harrison, April Laval, Jasmine Pierce, and Mara Wilson. And of course, to the inspiring Katie Couric. And to all our listeners, thanks for spending your minute with us. If you like listening to this podcast and want to hear more, you can support Reductress by smashing that subscribe button right now and leaving a review. Let us know what you think. The Reductress Minute is Rachel Winitsky, Beth Newell, and Sarah Papalardo. Music by Hannes Brown. Special thanks to Bone Yang, Miranda Kronfeld, and Taylor Guerin.